Thanks for giving us some time, and a Happy New Year to you. Oh, Happy New Year to you, Doug and Jim. Hope you guys are doing well in this uh, nice, brisk morning. <laughs> but uh, happy to be with you guys. Well, tell us and tell the listeners uh, what you're in the middle of right now. Well, I'm uh, currently in Indianapolis at the uh, NCAA convention, and this is our annual meeting that we have. And, you know, all 308 Division II institutions, along with the Division One and Division Three counterparts, get together. And this year happens to be in uh, Indianapolis, where it's, it's a brisk five degrees. But uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of fun sessions in, in store. Um, and in addition to, to voting on NCA legislation, we're also going to have some major conversations within the MIAA with our uh, fellow athletic directors and and. Uh, the conference office, along with the uh, chancellors and presidents. So it should be a, a fun-filled week of, of uh, lots of activities. You know, Paul, a couple of years ago, the, the concussion was so important for high school activity directors and also the NCAA talking about concussion and athletes and what they were going to do. What is the topic now? Is there a, uh, an injury topic now that they're talking about? Well, they're still uh, hot on the topic of concussion and specifically the protocol that's followed when, when in individuals get injured. And as you know, it, it, it happens most often in the sport of football. And, you know, in our situation at Nebraska Kearney, I'm, we're really fortunate to have an outstanding staff and Bill Murphy, Roy Stutz, and, and Whitney Ryan, and, and our collaboration with New West Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and then also our team doctor, Brad Rogers do an excellent job of, of monitoring our student athletes when they go through injuries and, and particularly when it comes to concussions. But this year we're spending a lot of time talking about the injury surveillance system that's in place. And, uh, you know, you see it in division one where there'll be neutral spotters that will watch the games and will make decisions on whether or not players should return to play. But within division two and three, there, there isn't such a, an opportunity. And so, for us, these, this injury surveillance uh, discussion will become a hot topic for us because the safety and well-being of our student-athletes is of utmost concern and importance. And so that's obviously an area that will be front and center. And, you know, it's no secret the MIAA and NCAA Division II is, is in a civil lawsuit right now, and we're in the middle of, of waiting to hear, you know, in the next 12 months to, to 19 months what uh, – what that litigation will come to, but uh, it's an important factor, not only because of litigation, but also because of the safety and well-being of our student-athletes. Talking with UNK Athletic Director Dr. Paul Plinsky here on our Loper Link. Uh, Paul, what else is uh, on the agenda that catches your eye that will uh, impact UNK? Well, I think the biggest thing for us um, from a conference perspective is, is talking about the future of the MIAA and our membership. Uh, right now, we have 14 member institutions. They're scattered all over uh, our part of the country, you know, all the way from Nebraska down to Oklahoma, over to St. Louis and into Kansas. But, um, you know, with these 14 schools, only 12 of them play in the conference in football. And so we have two that are given kind of an out to be able to play in another conference. And so we're going to have some discussions about what to do with Southwest Baptist University and, and Lincoln. Um, that will be an area of concern and for us because, you know, they they play in our conference in every other sport but football. And so there becomes a question of competitive advantage for them and uh, change of all, obviously, the, the sports schedule for us because 
right now we have a locked conference, which or a closed conference, which means that we have 11 conference games, and it would be nice for us to get a couple non-conference games or be able to play some some money games against schools that be willing to pay us to come and play them. So that's a an agenda item, and then the other one is 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 other members, other schools that want to join the MIAA, and so trying to decide on those and strategically look at the future of the league, not just for you know eighteen nineteen, but more more than anything, uh, you know, academic year nineteen twenty and twenty twenty one. So the future is is ahead of us, and we've got to make some of these decisions that are in the betterment for. For all of our schools, but we hope that it plays a role in helping UNK and our competitiveness and, and and where we fit in this league. You know, Paul. Sometimes the home team gets to decide what time you're going to play. You know, sometimes the conference decides that. My, my question to you is: Nebraska Kearney and basketball has had to play some games on Thursdays take a day off and play on Saturday, where it might be better when they travel a long distance into Oklahoma that they would play back-to-back games on a Friday-Saturday. Is there any, any thought of that or talk of that about being able to have each individual school that travels make a decision on that? Well, Jim, you hit a hot, uh, a hot topic for us, and in some cases it's pretty sensitive because when we were in the, the RMAC, we were playing our men's and women's basketball game double headers on Friday and Saturday. And we turn around and come into the MIAA and all of our, all of our travel is set up based upon a Thursday night game and then a Saturday game. And, um, and then, you know, we at UNK wanted to play some Saturday night games so that we could draw a better, better crowd and get some good attendance. And, so as the time went along, we started to see other schools move their games from Thursday to Wednesday, and this is typically happening at schools that are close to one another. And so, you know, the schools in the in the proximity of Kansas City are able to manipulate their game days and game times, and so they're playing Wednesday, they rest Thursday, Friday, and then they play Saturday. Well, that's because they can get back to their home they can stay in their own beds. They can practice in their own gyms and and make the quick one day trip or half a day trip. And, and in our case, we're significantly at a disadvantage because we have to travel so far. And uh, and so right now the conference schedule is set up for Thursdays, Saturdays, and then the game times on Saturdays have to be during the afternoon because teams don't want to drive in the dead of night in the winter. So in either case. That's an area of concern for us because we're going against schools that can move their schedules around. We're locked in with Thursday, Saturday because of our, you know, the way way we have to travel, and uh, it makes it hard on our coaches from a competitive perspective. And so, we're trying to get some uniformity to things and kind of try to neutralize the playing field if you can. But uh, as you can imagine, it's politics, and uh, some of the schools around the Kansas City area don't want to give up that that control. We, on the other hand, hope that they can think a little bit differently and be a little bit more fair in the scheduling. So there's some merit to what you say, Jim, but there's also other opportunities that we'd like to lock in so that it's uniform, consistent, and and fair across the board. Talking with UNK Athletic Director Dr. Paul Plinsky here on the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Radio. Paul, uh, UNK shares a lot of facilities and has some of their facilities shared with 
Kearney High and and the city of Kearney. Uh, we know that that happens with uh, track. We know that that happens uh, with football on the on the flip side of that. Uh, it also happens with baseball and softball. We have the new Patriot Park out there on the edge of town. Uh, you you share the memorial field and renovations and things like that. Uh, is is everything smooth right there? Are all the home venues where they want to be? Are we seeing any facility uh, uh, improvements, upgrades, changes here in the upcoming next year or two? Well, I'll tell you, we're really fortunate that we've got such a great relationship with Kearney Public Schools and, uh, and the city of Kearney and just very thankful that, that the, the high school has allowed us to come down there and utilize their track and, and swimming facility. We are hosting the outdoor track and field championships by which we'll have about 750 participants on May, uh, 2nd, 3rd and 4th this spring. That'll be held at the high school. So, you know, we're thankful for that. Um, we're also thankful for the fact that, you know, the Carney High Bearcats were undefeated at, at Foster Field. And, you know, we put in new state-of-the-art synthetic turf, and they were able to enjoy that. Um, you know, the Lopers were able to win a couple games there along with our, our soccer program. And so, you know, for us, it's it's uh, hopefully a, a unique city space that we're excited about. And, you know, obviously we have the Shriner All-Star Game, and we're working on extending that contract with them for future years. But, um, you know, it's, it's, for us, we, we are in a conference that puts an emphasis on facilities and, uh, they call it the arms race. And so we're constantly looking to do more things. We've got some upgrades that we've got to do and continue to do at Cope stadium. Uh, we've got some things in the Cushing uh, field house. And then, you know, in the areas that a lot of people don't notice with regard to weight training and, and sports medicine, we've got some upgrades that are happening there. But the difficulty for all this is that it's got to be stuff that we we generate the revenue for um, because, you know, we're in, a, in some tough economic times in the state. But uh, we've got we've got to go out and try to solicit some private some support from people. So people have been really receptive. They see the value in how we, we share with the high school and how we, um, you know, utilize our facilities for, for local, regional, and national events. And so it's exciting for us to be able to, to, to do these types of upgrades. But we've got some things in, uh, underway. We're planning these things, but a lot of them will have to do with funding. And, and, and when that gets lined up, we'll be able to make some announcements for, for the public. Cool. UNK Athletic Director Dr. Paul Plinsky with us here for another couple minutes on the Doug and Daddy Show. He's in Indianapolis at the uh, NCAA meetings. Uh, Paul, the, uh, there's always something going on. This Saturday we do have the Upper Deck Club uh, banquet for the uh, UNK baseball team, a huge fundraiser for them. Yeah, I tell you, Coach Day and his wife, Jessica, do an incredible job with this. And, and they're on to their 11th year of the, of the banquet held down at the Eunice Conference Center. Um, I plan on being down there and in, in the evening after our, our doubleheader basketball game with Missouri Western and the Health and Sports Center. But, uh, you know, auction events, anything live and silent, but, uh, but also an opportunity for people just to, to be a part of a, a celebratory moment to uh, recognize our seniors from last year, but also, you know, be able to contribute to a, a program that has, um, you know, financial needs like we all do, but they've worked really hard at, at putting this thing together, and I'm excited to see them you know, in this event on Saturday night and, you know, kind of kicks off the year for them with them uh, going to Metro State in Denver to play on February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So it'll be a 
a good start to the 2018 campaign. And, Paul, uh, just kind of the state of the Lopers, uh, the uh, first semester is now behind us. Second semester is uh, is up here. Again, a lot of things are going well. Uh, we know basketball is home this week. The wrestling team was home last week. Uh, they'll go to Hayes, uh, swimming track. We've talked about a lot of these things. Tennis will get going, and baseball and softball, the spring starting to, to wrap up. And uh, what we saw in the fall with another outstanding volleyball team, an improvement in the football program, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, give you a couple minutes here to just kind of give a state of the athletic department department as 2018 begins well the fall was good you know it wasn't it's never going to be as great as we want it to be until we we win that ultimate prize and a uh, conference and national title but i was really proud of volleyball they had a great year uh, once again and uh coach squires continues to just impress with his ability to to create a, a strong collective culture that that uh wins at a very high level you know, Chloe Roberts was in her first year as her soccer coach. She uh, made some good strides and uh, shows that this program is moving in the right direction. Um, our cross-country programs were, were fourth and fifth in the MIAA and, and uh, had a nice year. And then football won three games, and I think Coach Lynn would tell you that he feels like he was a shy, uh, a shy play away here or there from winning four or five games. So right now we sit at six place in the MIAA Commissioner's Cup standings. You know, out of 14 schools, I'm, I'm pleased with sixth. Uh, our goal is to be, you know, top six for sure and move up to the top three at some point in time. But, you know, the winter sports season are off to a, a real nice start. Women's basketball with 12-3 and three is, is surging right now. Uh, men's basketball is struggling, but they've, they've really worked hard and, and pushed through some injuries. But uh, both programs have eight out of their last 12 games at home. So excited to watch them put it together. Um, wrestling is deep and talented. And if you ever want to see a team uh, that, that has a chance to win a national title, it's this one. They've got it. Um, and now it's just a matter of putting the pieces together. And and so watching track as a young and talented group, getting ready to host the outdoor conference and then swimming, you know, a smaller team, but they're awfully effective. Um, you know, it's neat to see this whole thing come together right now. Uh, we did get our final grade reports back from the fall, and uh, our average student-athlete grade point average was above a 3.20, which is another remarkable testament to uh, the caliber of student-athletes that we have in our program. And so we're excited about our position. We know we still got work to do, and, and the MIAA is going to stand in our way, but we're going we're gonna to keep pushing. And and uh, lastly is, you know, we've got to – we've really got to uh, – rally when we when we get notice of the budget cuts that come and things aren't good in the state of nebraska right now um we didn't choose you know the particular situation that we're in and we're we're definitely being told what we need to do so so we need to address it um and we're going to do it with honesty and care for our people but uh at the same time nothing is final at this point in time and we're just going to keep plugging away and try to do our best to compete in the MIAA, perform well in the classroom and, and make a difference in the, the city of Kearney. So. All right, Paul, well, we'll let you get back to the uh, work and hopefully a little entertainment out there in Indianapolis, and uh, we'll see you probably Saturday at the baseball banquet. Appreciate the time. That'd be great, Doug, Jim. Thank you. And uh, remember, no all work, no play. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for your support, and uh, dude, look forward to seeing you Saturday night. Bring us back a souvenir. 
All right, go Lopers. <laughs> we'll see you, Paul. Dr. Paul Plinsky, Athletic Director at the University of Nebraska Kearney, joining us on our Loper link. UNK wrestler Jared Hendricks is the Wrestler of the Week in the MIAA for the second consecutive Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Well, we're ready to talk a little talk a little basketball. Uh, what's what's Boys Town got in front of them here? You're kind of on a ten day break. Yeah, we uh, we kind of plan it that way. Coming off of a of a home visit that uh, our kids are like, guys are like college guys, they go home for for two weeks. Um, so we're playing better. We're we're getting eligible. We're getting healthy. We're getting um, kind of our roster stabilized, like we always do this time of year, and. Um, we got some good young players that are they're starting to figure some things out and uh, starting to figure me out, which is not always easy um, on what I want and demand. So, uh, but so we we feel like we're on an upswing. How different is the team uh, for second semester than the one you had for first semester? Um, uh, well, we had an injury, uh, a pretty big injury to our big guy, and and so that's forcing me to play a sophomore kid that's six five, and it's funny how that works out where. These young guys come in and they perform well and they make me look good and and uh, so Uzziah Freeman's doing that right now um, and then we've had uh, another kid that's been a three year starter go through a knee problem and doesn't look like he's going to come back so uh, it's a little bit different um, for injury reasons not necessarily for discipline reasons and then we have a couple of youngsters that uh, came to Boys Town in just kind of normal fashion that had to sit the first semester and we're trying to figure out if they're um, capable of playing any varsity minutes and it looks like they might be able to. You know, Coach, I was just talking off the, before you got on about Boys Town being the ninth seed and the ranked number five in C1. And I remember a couple years ago, <laughs> GICC won the tournament, and they beat, in order, the C1 number one ranked team, followed by the C2 number one ranked team. And then it got easier. In the finals, <laughs> oh, yeah. In the finals, they beat the C1 number two ranked team. And, and I think Grand Island Center Catholic was ranked like six in the state that year. And they were in the bunny bracket. Your thoughts on being in right. the bunny bracket? And you, you don't even get to host. Yeah, right. It's, it's not, nothing new for us. Uh, in fact, I think we've played pretty well coming out of there over the years. Um, and, you know, that's just a product of our, of our early season schedule and how tough it is. Um, and really how good our conference is. I mean, you're talking about good traditions, good coaches, good players, um, and just just all around good basketball in our conference. Well, you see a team like Columbus Scotus that's winning a state title just a couple of years ago, and they're the 11th seed, Kearney Catholic. Yeah. Kearney Catholic comes in. Uh, just give us your overview of, of what the conference looks like in your eyes right now. I think it's a lot of parity. I mean, I, I, you know, good luck picking who's going to be there on, uh, on Saturday night. I mean, I just think anybody can beat anybody on this particular year. Um, you know, I, I thought last year there was a pretty good divide between maybe the top four or five and everybody else. But this year that's not the case. I mean, uh, you know, upstarts like Concordia are very good. Um, you know, SCOTUS is, what, a 10th seed? And they, they gave us everything we wanted um, when we played them here a couple weeks ago. So um, I just I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I hope we can get to the GICC game out there and, and see my friends out there in GI and, and play them and, and be tough. But I don't know who to tell you who to, who to look for. Maybe we're the sleeper. I don't know. I hope we are the sleeper. <laughs> Tom Crable's the head coach of the uh, Boys Town uh, Cowboys, and uh, we'll talk about the Nebraska Prep Classic here in a moment. But, Tom, there is a slight east-west here in this centennial conference it covers a, a good chunk of the eastern half of the state is the basketball different that central catholic saint cecilia Kearney catholic now in the conference play compared to what you'll see there in the in the metro area oh I, 
No, I don't know that it's that big a difference. Um, you know, the, the coaches are so established. I mean, we, we kind of know what we're going to get with a, with a Coach Ashton or, and a Coach Martinez out there. And I think the same way is here with myself and Coach Weiss and some of the guys that have been around for a long time. So I don't know that the basketball is, you know, different. I, I just think it's really a lot of good quality, a lot of good players. Um, it, you know, we may try to play a little more up-tempo than most in our conference, but I'm not sure that's east or west. I think that's more like who we are. And... Um, but I really, really have a lot of respect for uh, for what's going on out there in the West. I'd like to see a day where we all have to play each other. I mean, that's just kind of my feeling about it, and I've been pretty vocal, is that we're having a hard time finding games. We've got one of the best conferences in the state. Why not play everybody? So just my thought. Well, it, it would definitely be uh, something with the wild card points, Jimmy. Well, I, <laughs> and I know right now, I mean, I've talked to Rick Petrie at Carney Catholic and, and their schedule, too. They're having trouble finding uh, games, too, because, you know, they've been um, – they're out of the Luplak Conference now and joined a new conference. So they probably would be right. before that, too, you know what I mean, to get that and make that work. And I think that's a, a great point. You want to play everybody in your conference if you can. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're just so we're so balanced and so good, and um, it's just going to make you better. I mean, it's going to make us have to coach better and, and be better if we have to go out every year and play Saint Cecilia and GICC and and the Lincoln Lutherans of the world and the Christians of the world. So, Tom, let's talk about Saturday's uh, prep classic. Uh, kind of recap how you thought it went uh, sure. last year, and and if there's anything that's really different this year outside of some of the teams. Um, no, there's nothing. Um, Structurally, there's it's nothing different. There's eight games, and and uh, we've tried to put the best matchups we could. Things that are interesting to people, interesting to those schools. Um, I want to say thanks to the to the coaches and the uh, athletic directors that agreed to play in this. This is not easy. Basketball schedules are not easy to manipulate, and to have a willingness to go in and you know be in a, something like Tino's deal or, or our deal to for the betterment of kids in basketball. That that says a lot about those coaches and ads. Um, but no, there's nothing really different. And if you got a second, I'll run through the matchups. You bet. Um, you know, first off, Elkhorn and St. Alberts, Council of St. Alberts. Um, then we're going to play Wayne, um, which I know, you know, my guy's not going to blow a kiss to me this year. <laughs> so that's those that know it, that story. Um, and then Harlan against Carney Catholic, which we think is a going to be an interesting matchup and a good matchup. I know Carney's kind of struggled this year, but I have a feeling they're going to play pretty good. Um, and then Gretna and Harlan girls. Um, and then you get into the kind of the, the main events here, Gretna versus Winnebago, and that's going to be a crazy environment, I think. Um, and then Platteview and Elkhorn Girls, which have two big-time recruits in there. And then you get into Platteview uh, with Brady Hyman, the Nebraska recruit in Omaha South. And then you get into Bellevue West against Denver East, who's got a kid. Denver East has a kid named Dalen Kuntz, who's a Colorado signee and their best player in Colorado. So good, good day of basketball. And uh, kind of folks in this area would say, how comparable is it to the Heartland Hoops Classic? Uh, how do they get a ticket? What's the cost? Uh, what do they need to do? Yeah, it's, a sa- it's, it's basically the same as a state tournament. I think eight and six to get in. Um, you just show up, buy a ticket. Um, there's nothing online yet. Um, it is the uh, uh, same thing as the, the Heartland Hoops. One ticket gets you in the entire day. So I think it's a pretty good bargain if you want to come over. Uh, shop a little bit, go around Omaha, and then take in the basketball games in which you, whatever game you want to see. Tom, and I totally agree with you what you said about the ADs and the coaches' willingness because sometimes the time frame doesn't maybe work. You know, for them, they, they I'd rather play. We'd rather play at six. Why come you're playing at ten? I I <laughs> right. know how I know how that goes, and also the willingness. 
there's a you know half these teams are going to lose, and they've got good right. teams. You know, you look at a Gretna, you know, who's playing a Winnebago, and you know, Gretna later on in the season is playing Ponca. You know, so yeah. you know you're talking about hey the willingness to to improve basketball, and hey maybe they'll gain some by winning. You know, but they also taking that risk that they could lose a couple games, and there's their wild card down the drain. So you know you yeah. you you made a great point there, the willingness to do this, and it's better for yeah, basketball. It was the it was the earliest that this uh, schedule was set. I mean, my role in this is to kind of call the coaches and and uh, you know strong arm them or convince them that this is good. And and uh, they I didn't have to do any of that. And these we're already starting to get calls from coaches that want to want to go next year and be in in this event. Which I did again. It just shows how much basketball is growing in this state and uh, and kind of how fun it's going to be down the next couple of years. Tommy, anything else the folks that are coming down need to know? Nope, just dress warm. I can't, I can't get my dog to go outside. It's, it's, it's crazy here how cold it is. So it's, I hope it's, hope it's a little warmer in Kearney or Grand Island. Jeez. Well, let's hope that so. uh, the kids uh, can warm things up with some hot shooting on Saturday. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon, Tom. Thanks for Absolutely. giving us time. Thanks, guys. You bet. Anytime. Tom Crable here on the Doug and Daddy Show, head coach at Boys Town. Uh, got a lot of hats that he uh, takes care of and uh, does a great job there. 